Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Acts, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 25. And it reads, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a sound. We ain't gonna worry about it. Yeah, let it all come off. There was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and every man, everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing that the prison doors were open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Thank you, Jesus. And he took them the same hour of the night and watched their stripes and was baptized he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Come on, put your hands together for the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, sir. You may take your seats. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to do my best to deliver this as the Lord has given it to me. Like I said, he was setting us up all, all through the service. Whether you realize it or not at this point, God was talking to you. He's been trying to encourage you all through the service. He's been trying to admonish you all through the service. Trust me. Spend time with me. Believe in me. I will strengthen you. I will encourage you. I am your God and you are my child. You belong to me. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And even as we were we were there a few minutes ago. Thank you, Jesus. And Elder Ezekiel, he was trying to move with the with the flow of things and 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 even yet again, God, even through the offering, God still trying to encourage. And what the Lord spoke to me, 
And I thought about it. It's so funny how God will put things together. He made the statement that God is not a superhero. Well, we know he's greater than that. But it took me back to, to a movie I was watching um, on yesterday. And it was a superhero type movie. And so I don't know how familiar y'all are with the movie Shazam. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm not going to preach Shazam, but I'm going to tell you something because God speaks through everything. He will use, I ain't going to even deal with the Lion King, but even through Shazam, he will speak him. And so in this one particular scene, the young man had first discovered he had these superpowers. And there was someone that wanted the powers that he had. And so he went on a hunt. Before, but before he went out to search for him, he made a statement. And what he said, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, I've got to find him before he discovers who he really is. And so what God even spoke to me when I was standing there a few minutes ago, he said the praises aren't coming forth, the worship isn't coming forth because my people don't understand who they are. They don't understand the authority that they have. They don't understand what it is that I desire to do for them. And I'm saying my people because if he brought you down through time, it doesn't matter if you have experienced accepted Jesus Christ at this point in time or not you are still one of God's people you just haven't submitted your will to his yet thank you Jesus and so I know that's part of my ministry to bring people into the awareness of who they are in God and who God desires to be God dealt with me early about the authority of the believer because as a believer you have authority you have it it's yours but I'm going to explain it to you how it really works because yes it is your authority but it's because you have access look at that person next to you and tell them you have authority because you have access thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and so going into our text ah yes God hallelujah going into our text the scripture talks about Paul and Silas being in jail so let me give you a few points just setting up the story I don't want to assume that anybody understands or knows what brought us to this point and I'm going to try to move quickly because I just, hey God, I just feel the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hey God, hallelujah. So what has happened? Paul and Silas, Paul has gone through a conversion on the road to Damascus. And so basically what has happened, God changed Paul's walk and stature in life. Paul used to be a persecutor of the church. He used to be a persecutor, but when he had that road to Damascus experience, he was converted and brought into awareness of who he was and who Jesus Christ is. 
Thank you, Jesus. And so subsequent to that, because of the fact that he used to be a person, I mean, he was the number one persecutor of the church. The people of God were afraid to see Paul coming because they knew it wasn't anything good. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the awesomeness of God. God took that man and introduced him to Jesus. He converted a persecutor and made him a prophet, made him a preacher, made him a prayer warrior, made him an intercessor. He changed his whole walk, made him an apostle. And if God did that with Paul, how much more can he do with you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And so what is happening? Paul and Silas, they have go been going through the land of Philippi. I'm going to give you some background. They've been going through the land of Philippi building churches. And so they come, come across this one particular city. And there's a young woman there that, excuse me, there's a young woman there that uh, she was possessed of a spirit. And the Bible calls her a soothsayer. For those of you that aren't familiar with that term, fortune teller. And she did it for money. And so, in spite of her dealing in divination, what she began to do when Paul and Silas arrived in the city, she began to follow them and talk about them being men of God. And so what's so interesting about that is don't think that the enemy doesn't know who you are. Don't think that he won't call you out and expose you for who you are. So for some of y'all that's slipping and dipping and tripping and tricking, the enemy will expose you. And let me help, help some of you unbelievers. If you're dealing with somebody got one foot in and one foot out the church, you better cut them loose. You better cut them loose because they subject to turn on a dime. Yeah, they might ride with you a little while, but you know, at any given moment, your good things subject to be gone. And I'm, I'm saying it that way for a reason. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And so, and so she's following them. And so what happens prior to our text is that Paul got tired. Like, I don't need you coming behind us. I don't need your affirmation. I don't need you to say nothing on our behalf. He was grieved according to the scripture. And so the Bible says that he turned and cast the demon out. And so this became a problem because this young woman not only was she a fortune teller, but she was a fortune teller for money. And so what happened was when that spirit got cast out of her, she lost her power. And her masters or her owners or employers, whatever you want to call them, that was a problem because they just lost the revenue stream. And I don't know about y'all, but even though we talking about these people in the Bible, I don't want nobody messing with my money. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to add to it, I'm all right. But anything other than that, I'm not interested. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so, and so she, she, 
She couldn't perform the way she used to perform. So they began to accuse them. And it's interesting what they said. They didn't say, you know, we had our servant over here and she used to do this for us for money and she's lost her ability. No, they didn't say that. What they said was, was these men do exceedingly trouble our city. Now that's a long way from I lost my revenue, I done lost my it's beyond they troubling us. They troubling the city. And so what God spoke to me about that was that in that moment that Paul cast that spirit out of her, he interrupted the pattern. Because what was going on had that 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 was that was a place of complacency. It wasn't no thing for her to be telling fortunes and doing whatever all else that she did. That was on the regular. God bless you. That was on the regular. That was normal. And so when he cast that spirit out of her, he changed the path. He interrupted it. Because that has stopped. And so they were still on their job of doing what they're doing, preaching the word and declaring the gospel. And so because that became a problem, there rose up a great multitude that came against them. And they came before the rulers of the city. And in short, basically, they accused them they ripped their clothes off, they beat them, and they cast them into prison. Now, what the Bible says a little farther up is in verse 16, before the damsel got cast out, it says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. They were on their way to the prayer meeting. And in the process of going to do what thus saith the Lord, here they are, they end up lied on, assaulted, and bound. And I want to submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that if you're going to walk this walk with Christ, you may find yourself lied on. You will find yourself lied on. You may get assaulted, not necessarily physically, Cause you know, I know some of us, we still yet getting delivered and we waiting on somebody to square off. We waiting. I love Jesus, but don't get it twisted. I throw these fists. Thank you, Jesus. But if you name the name of Christ, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivereth them out of them all. And so you may find yourself, like I said, you may find yourself being lied upon. You may find yourself being assaulted, assaulted verbally, having all kind of stuff said to you, said about you, said around you, just all manner of conversation to either aggravate your spirit but, or basically try to pull you out of character. And you got to be sensitive because it's a fine line, y'all, between flesh and spirit. 
It's real fine. You can be in the spirit one minute and the next. I won't say you gonna cuss somebody out, but you may think it. You may want to. And that's just that fleshly man. Because we are we are spirit and flesh. Amen. Amen. And so when we look in the passage of scripture, going back to verse 25 and looking at shifts, suddenlies, and surprises. And I looked at this and I said, my God, at this point in time, y'all, Paul and Silas had been through a lot during that day. They had been through a lot. But in spite of everything that they had been through, they were able to render prayer and praises unto God. And so as I was preparing, the Lord brought to my attention the word midnight. And so there are a lot of things that happen at midnight. Things tend to settle from the day at midnight. A lot of evil work goes on around midnight. Why? Because Midnight, through my studies, is considered one of the darkest hours before the day. So if you want to be, or at least think you're being hidden, because the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. But if, you, you, if you're trying to hide from one of the saints, or you're trying to hide from the people on your job, or, or whomever, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you on DL, you, you, you keeping it low key. If you're going to creep, you're going to creep at midnight. Thank you, Jesus. But the thing you've got to realize about midnight also, yes, it's one of the darkest hours, but it is also a point in time. It's a turning point. It's a turning, a turning point. It's a time when one day ends and another day begins. It's a time of transition. It's a time that, that you may not be able to see everything. You may not understand everything. But change and transition is about. It can also be considered a time of spiritual testing. If you haven't experienced a midnight, keep living. You will. Midnight, loss of a loved one. Midnight, loss of a job. Midnight, life-threatening diagnosis. Midnight, child on drugs. Midnight, unplanned pregnancy, whether it be you or your child. Midnight, midnight. 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 Midnight is real. Midnight. But as I said, it's a time of transition. And so what I need you to, to understand is that 
as a believer, when we find ourselves in that midnight space, and, and just stay with me because it's, it's about to get good, y'all. It's about to get good. Hey, yes, God, hallelujah, at midnight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You may be experiencing a midnight, but if we can get to the place where Paul and Silas were, the Bible says at midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and so what I want to submit to you and I got a little tickled earlier because uh, Prophet Parrish he, he was um, encouraging us to give God praise and he, he made the statement and we've heard it over time, many times, when praises go up, blessings come down, very familiar. But what I want to submit to you is that what Paul and Silas did, they didn't do it so much because of their circumstances. And they weren't trying to manipulate God. And I'm not saying that anyone here does, but I'm going to talk about me because y'all can't get mad at me when I talk about me. So... When I was young in the Lord, and I would hear that when praises go up, blessings come down. Being unlearned in my little finite mind, I just give God praise. Woo. Hallelujah. If I just do go through all these outward expressions, and don't get me wrong. I believe in giving God praise. When I tell you, sometimes it seems like the music ain't fast enough because I be wanting to put it in high gear. Even at this age. And I'll be honest with you, and this isn't a brag. This is just really the God's honest truth. I can't dance right unless I got on heels like this. I can't do it in flat shoes. It don't go right. I can't explain it. But it just seemed like I can't get the, I don't know what it is. So that's why outside of just being a little low in stature, but that's all right. I like my heels, but when I got these on, I know I can work it out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But they were able to do that after having been through everything that they have been through. And what I want to encourage you in is that we've got to not only get to that place, but keep that place in our focus and in our eyesight. Because too often the people of God, when we begin to go through, we start out sitting to the front of the church. Next service, you in the middle of the church. Next service, you back by the door, and before you know it, we don't even see you. And then some of us be on the express route. I'm just not going back. Because I'm going through, and I'm tired. I'm tired. And they don't understand no way. But what you're missing is you're isolating yourself. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. Because in this house... And yeah, I know we're in a pandemic, but let me tell you something. Where there is unity, there is strength. And while you may not tell me what you're going through, if you get in the house and you see me praising God, you may not do it like me, and that's okay. 
It's okay. But if you can give him anything. If you can give him. You know it just may. I just lift my hands. He honors that. He honors that. And let me tell you something. More times than not. I have felt like. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I can't make it today. Oh, I don't feel good. Just for any number of reasons. But something down on the inside compels me to come. Compels me. And I know that's an unctioning of the spirit. Because the thing about it is, the enemy ain't going to tell you to do anything that's going to benefit you spiritually. Now, he'll support you in your foolishness. And in your sin, yeah, he'll do that. But when you feel compelled, pay attention. Because that's the spirit of God trying to woo you. And the more you become sensitive to his spirit. Because so many of us struggle with, I don't know the voice of God. And when is God speaking to me? And how do I know that's God talking to me? Well, first of all, you've got to practice his presence. You've got to practice it. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean, Shanae? I got to practice his presence. Well, you know, because the Bible says that Jesus said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. That's true. I quote that scripture a lot. But when I talk about practicing his presence, it's not limited to a time. It's not limited to a place. You could be sitting if you just so happen to work in an office and you just so happen to work at a computer. You can practice his presence sitting right there in the middle of the day on your job. Well, how do I do that? I can't go off in tongues. Um, I suggest that you not do that. Amen. But <laughs> unless you are blessed to have an office door that you can close and maybe some I don't know if you got some blinds that 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 you can close as well where people can't actually see what you're doing but and, and, and I can think back during times when I was figuring out how to practice his presence sometimes I'd be sitting at and I was out in the open but my feet would be getting it Thank you, Jesus. I'd be, you know, just going, giving God praise right there at my desk, typing. Every now and again, I'm like, mm. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And so I know I'm, I'm the way I'm presenting this, but this is really, really and truly what I, yeah, I do this even now. I was sitting at my desk Friday, and before I, I was like, thank you, Jesus. So, and you know, I done got almost caught a couple of times, and people thought I was waiting. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> thank you, Lord. But what you're doing is, Lord, I thank you. God, I praise you. And basically, you're bringing him into where you are. That's how you practice his presence. He's not limited. He's not restricted unless you limit or restrict him. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Paul and Silas, 
they prayed. And they sang praises unto God. And I, you know, when I, I, I was, you know, looking at that passage and it says the prisoners heard them. So, so let me, let me help some of us quiet folk out. And ain't nothing wrong with being quiet, so please don't get offended. But what I'm showing you here in this scripture that there is a time and there is a place for you to make some noise. In the house of God, let me qualify it that way because some of us, we're quiet as a mouse in here. But my God, we ain't even got to be at the football game. We could just be watching it. We done jumped up. We all in front of the TV and yelling at the quarterback, yelling at the referees, telling them they calling the wrong play. And some of us not got fancy. We're not doing it with the team or the coaches. We'll start, we'll FaceTime each other. Did you see that? Oh, no, y'all ain't going to be able to come back from this. Thank you, Lord. And we can get so active. And listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I can say that because I'm just an active person in church. I am. I believe, I believe if I'm going to come here, if I'm going to get dressed, get in my car and come here. Oh, yeah, I'm coming to get what I came for. I ain't here to mess around. I'm happy to see you and I'm praying that you get what you came for if you have an expectation. Because when I pull up before I even get to the property, I'm setting my intention before God. I'm letting him know what I expect for him to do. I come in looking for him. God, where you at? Where you at? Are you going to do it in the prayer? Are you going to do it in praise and worship? Are you going to do it through the word? God, I yield to you. Have your way. Have your way in me. God I take all the limitations off and I'm gonna tell you how some of y'all mess up because you scared that if you really let the Lord have his way you gonna end up as a YouTube clip or somewhere on Facebook and you know what you probably right and let me tell you why because you don't spent so much time what they call quenching the spirit resisting him not yielding to him not letting him do what he wants to do in you if you just gave him a yes if you just gave him a yes God I yield that could be the end of it but no you want to fight you want to fight uh uh I ain't going up to no altar I don't want nobody laying hands on me I don't want nobody telling me what thus saith the Lord so you stay bound you stay bound because guess what if you could fix it it would have been fixed by now if you could do it oh yeah it would have been done and some of you done tried to fix it and that's why you in the mess you in now holy ghost Oh, I'm coming through, but it's going to get good. It's going to get good, y'all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so, like I said, yeah, praises go up, blessings come down. I'm, I'm in all kind of foolishness. But just in my little finite mind, I'm thinking I can come to church and just, and God going to bless me anyway. Let me help you out. 
so there were times that out of his grace and his mercy yeah he blessed me but let me tell you there were some times I had made some foolish decisions somebody say foolish foolish decisions basically they made absolutely no sense and then I wanted God to bless me over that because of my choices because of the decision that I made so I'm gonna talk about me I'm still talking about me y'all can't get mad when I talk about me you can't you can't because I'm talking about me now early in my walk God blessed me to be a little skilled and, and so I still have administrative gifting. Well, I was early in it or what you could say, immature in it. I had the skill, but I didn't have the emotional uh, stability to handle the responsibilities that I was being given. So what that meant was, I might show up to work, you say something I don't like, okay, I'm out. Quit jobs and didn't have another one. Why? I got skills. I can go to the temp agency and get a job like that. And that did happen until it didn't. And so, what I had to learn through that. Okay, first of all, you're not going to like everything about your job. You're not going to like everything you've been asked to do. But you're not there for them to do things according to what you like. You are there because you have an assigned function. You have assigned responsibilities. And when you do them, um, depending on when it was, every two weeks, you see a little something. Or every month you see a little something and how you feel about the rest of the stuff it don't even matter but like I said immature so I quit the job and then what I didn't realize I was doing because I had done enough times <laughs> I had done it enough times that what I was beginning to do was establish a pattern of Shanae on paper. So while I could get it, I, I get the interview, man, I could dress that resume up and do that application and get the phone call. And pretty good about explaining my skill sets and this and that. Then the question comes. So what happened? At this place, why were you only there three months? And what happened at that place? You were there less than a year. And what happened with this? And then the most important question, now back then I couldn't see it, but the most important question, and why should we hire you? Thank you, Jesus. 
So what I learned, and as I've matured in my faith, I have learned that, one, when you are given an opportunity, make the best of it. Don't make, don't, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't let the work work you. You work the work. What are you saying? What I'm saying is, do what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about who ain't doing what. Because let me tell you, let me tell you. Ah, hallelujah. These, these past nine years, they have been something else. But all kind of transitions, and I thank God. But I also thank God that during the past nine years, let's see. I had an opportunity to go to Phoenix, Arizona. I've been to San Diego, California, Baltimore, Maryland, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Had a couple of in-state trips on my employer's dime. Because they determined that I needed to go. Now, the good part about that is... They sent me, they paid for it. Yeah, they expecting for me to bent to, for it to benefit them when I come back. But the thing about it is, they can't take it away from me. And so what you need to understand about where you are, and I'm speaking to somebody specifically about your job. What you need to understand about where you are, you are missing your opportunities. You're missing them. You think by acting a certain way and not doing what they ask you to do and doing it late and so on, you know, just basically being non-compliant. Non-compliant. Deadline at three, you turn it in at 4.15. Meeting at, meeting at 8.30, you slide in at 8.34. Now, what was going on in them four minutes that you couldn't be there on time? Besides the fact you had purposed in your heart, I'm going to be late. But then we want to be blessed. And we want the best from God. But are we representing him? Because the Bible says that when we work, we work us unto the Lord. And yes, people can get out of the way with us on our jobs. And they can say all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, God, I love you. Ooh, they wrote a check and I want to cash it for them. But Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me, because I want to cash it. And they don't know how close they are. In a few days, I have cashed it. They got it, because I was tired. I'm, being, I'm just being transparent. And those weren't necessarily my proudest moments. But over time, and I'm still learning. You know what? I'm not going to let you do that to me. I'm not gonna let me, I'm not gonna allow you to pull me out of my character to come on your playground. I ain't gonna let you do that to me. I'm better than that. And so what I've learned, and I'm still learning to do in those situations, I start talking to them. You know what? You're better than that. 
You're better than that. Why are you acting like that? Why are you saying that? And then, then the teasing comes, but, but it's okay. But the reason why Paul and Silas were able to sing and praise, sing praises to God and pray after being whipped and beaten and thrown, the Bible calls it the inner prison. They weren't just in the jail part. They were in the deep depths of the prison. They were able to do that. And God was setting us up because they had relationship. They had experience. They had been through enough with the Lord that they understood that who they served was greater. And so I need to serve you notice, people of God. I need to serve you notice. And, I, and we're going to get to the good part. We're going to get there. We're almost there. But I need to serve you notice. Yes, we, 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 we've entered... Uh, this year and it was declared that there would be a season of miracle signs and wonders and we are yet walking that out and seeing the manifestation man of God in the back and I know he's not the only one shared a great and powerful testimony last week but let me tell you something when it's necessary for a miracle or a sign or wonder to occur that means you got to be in some kind of circumstance everything ain't good when you need a miracle when you need a sign and when you need a wonder so yeah we get excited because it's the manifestation of the power of God but because you need that yeah it's some trouble that done showed up on your doorstep and so because we tend to lose sight of that fact, we become despondent in the house. We become despondent. But we are to gird up our loins according to the scripture. We are to endure hardness as good soldiers. Believers shouldn't be wimps. Now, I, you know, I, I know we all got a, everybody got a phobia or a fear or something. Some people is spiders and just insects in general. Some people, they, they are fearful just to get up and talk. And I'm saying talk, but some of you, 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 just even say your name. That terrifies you to do that in front of a group. And I'm not belittling that at all. But because of the power of God that manifests when you are a believer, you shouldn't fear anything. As a matter of fact, I believe one of the psalmists, and I believe it was David, but it may have been someone else. He talked about the Lord being the strength of his life. Whom shall I fear? Whom? What shall I fear? Thank you, Jesus. And so I want to admonish you. If you've been, you know, Treating God like a fair-weathered friend or um, 
treating him like a sugar daddy. You only call him when you need something. You only cry out to him when you need something. He can't find you. You're not listening. You're not trying to respond to anything that he's asking you to do because I don't want to look out of place. I don't want to do anything out of place. But it, it ain't even about any of that. Because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. All things are become new. And so you learn this walk. And there are people that are here to help you through your journey. If you'll listen. Uh-oh. Problem number one. You've got to listen. Well, I'm grown. Don't nobody tell me what to do because I know who I am and I know what, you know, and I know and I know and I know and I know. You know, but you know something else. You don't have any victory. Because you know. Because you don't listen. And then when you listen, some will go as far as listening, and I'm, thank you, Holy Spirit. You'll listen, but then you don't follow instructions. That's part of the key. And then you'll come back with the same question. What do I need to do? What did you do? What I, the, the last time? No, okay. Start there. But it's out of your relationship that you are able to praise God through any situation. This was a lifestyle for them. They didn't pick it up and put it down conveniently. They weren't Monday through Friday apostles, but on the weekend I got to get me. That's not what it was. It was every day, 24-7. They were all about preaching the gospel and building churches and bringing people into a relationship with God. And so what I submit to you is you may not necessarily have a call per se to preach the gospel, but what you need to understand is as a believer... And people say this, but it really is true. As a believer, you are the only Bible some people will read. What are you showing them? What is your life saying? And some of us, we say we're believers, but we don't, we don't talk about the benefits of being a believer. We don't talk about anything that God has done in our lives. We don't do anything in the way of encouraging becoming a member of this great family. Thank you, Lord. But we got to be willing to say something. How, how you doing? Uh, Girl, I'm going through. That should not be your testimony every conversation. I'm going through. You know how it is. No, actually I don't because, yeah, I, I, you know, how the, how the, psalm, the, the, the psalmist or the songwriter, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb I've had some dreary days And some sleepless nights But when I look around 
good days Outweigh my bad days And I won't complain And I can do that because I have had some good days I've had some rough days I've had some days like God you know what You can have this I'm not even interested anymore I'm out But then he'll Nudge me And he'll woo me And say stuff like But my grace is sufficient My strength is made perfect In weakness He that abideth In the secret place of the most high Shall abide under the shadow of the almighty Be not weary in well doing For in due season you shall reap if you faint not I have not seen, ear have not heard Neither have entered into the heart of man that thing, The things that God has prepared for them that love him But God hath revealed them by his spirit Oh taste and see that the Lord is good Blessed is the man that trusteth in him I will get a Oh Lord, how Lord How excellent how excellent how excellent is thy name thank you Jesus and so that's why I can do that but I don't do that just because I come here on Sunday morning and come through occasionally on a Wednesday night and um, I only pick up my Bible when I'm coming this way it didn't that, 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 that's in me that's in me that's been deposited it's been deposited through the preaching of the word but it's also been deposited because I have spent time eating upon this word you can't draw on something that you haven't put in you you don't put anything in your car Eventually you gonna run out of gas And that car not gonna move But you got to keep refilling it And refilling it And refilling it To be able to do what you need to do And to go where you need to go But Here we are saints of God Here we are Here we are and so what I submit to you today is again they were able to sing and to pray sing and pray and do all of that because of what they had walked through with the Lord but let me tell you something when they began to do that oh my God in verse 26 and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and every
every man's bands were loose. When they began to sing and, and give praises unto God, I believe the Lord stood up off his throne. And he said, I see my children. I see where they are and I see what they're dealing with. So I've got to make something happen. I've got to make something happen. I've got to manifest my glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so, and so, thinking about our suddenlies, our shifts, and our surprises. Thank you, Lord. It's right here in the scripture. It's right here. It says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. And so when I walked through and I looked at what an earthquake is, basically the surface of the earth, it, underlying it is a mantle and there are what's called plates. And so what, what there are, there are, from my research, there are five different causes for an earthquake. But one of the causes is when a plate will shift against the other. That can cause an earthquake. And so here we see the earthquake occurring. At the moment that they begin to yield themselves in prayer and praise, it says that there was a great earthquake. Something began to shift. Something that began to shift in their circumstances. So much so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.